0: For all of you tuning in, sending me messages and talking about my podcast to others. Thank you so much. This is what keeps me going. Now I need your help. If you've been listening to this podcast, if you liked it so far, I'd love if you could book 15 to 20 minutes with me down on the Calendly link in the episode description. Of course, you'd be compensated for your time with a $10 gift card of your choice. I want to get to know you better as my audience and as a podcast listener, what you've been liking, what you want to know, roadblocks when it comes to persuading people or accelerating in your career, and just what you'd like me to produce more of. My goal is to ultimately make this podcast more valuable and entertaining to you. If that sounds like you, please, 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 book that time with me below on the Calendly link. The link is in the episode description. I look forward to meeting you. Now, without further ado, Let's start talking about some negotiation. Hello, hola, ni hao, salut, namaste everyone, wherever in the world you're listening to this, and welcome to 100-Sum Game, a podcast where we discuss negotiation, persuasion, and influence. Join me as I interview master negotiators from a new industry each episode, and get inspired to get the best outcome for yourself while creating value for your counterpart. My name is Adele, I'm a recent economics and psychology grad with experience in finance and marketing, and I'm fascinated by the power of negotiation to change your life and career. Whether you're an or seasoned professional looking to accelerate your career, negotiate your value, and tactfully handle conflicts, or simply a curious individual aiming to level up your soft skills, leave your shoes and missed opportunities at the door, and let's get started. Welcome all to my podcast. This is my first solo episode, so I'm a bit excited. We've already had ten episodes. I know. I can't believe it either. And in each and every one of them, we discussed important tactics of negotiation and communicating better with people around us. How does it all come together? What were some of the key negotiation themes from those episodes that you can take and directly apply to your interactions? We'll be discussing all these today. So let's get into it. Theme one listen 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 this theme was in some way present in all episodes and should come as no surprise and no-brainer to you but a lot of us still fail to do this properly when you actively listen you get the other side to talk more and in that way you'll get more information that will help you with your case this will also help in building trust which is very crucial in negotiations from an action item standpoint one Don't think think about your response as the person is speaking fully engage in what they're saying and seek to understand them, but really seek to understand them. So in a nutshell, don't focus on yourself, hence your response. Second, don't just nod or say "Mm mm-hmm or make eye contact. These are table stakes. You should always be doing that. However, in order to be a good negotiator, when it's your turn to speak, use mirrors and labels. Chris Voss mentioned this, and we spoke about it in the HR consulting game episode as well. So first, mirroring, right? It's repeating last three to five words of what your counterpart has said, or as you get better in this, important aspects of the conversation. So what this might sound like is when someone says, I feel like I've been eating very healthy lately. So you would respond as you're eating very healthy lately with an inquisitive tone of voice, which we'll get to later. Mirror them. So you will get them to speak more and get more information about them instead of saying, I love that, or that's interesting, or me too. Second, labels. So whenever you think or feel some energy change in a conversation or if you're thinking that the, f- the person is feeling uncomfortable, put a label to it. As Chris Voss mentions, this will help diffuse the negative emotion. You could say something like, it sounds like this conversation is making you uncomfortable. This would be considered a label. One thing I really love about this team is that even Robert Greene in his famous book, 48 Laws of Power, talks about how talking less gives you more power and you actually seem more powerful by talking less. Team two, tone of voice. So this mainly came up in the entrepreneurship game episode. I realized something special with our guest, Jerry Lee's tone of voice, and I asked him a question around if he uses this on purpose on certain interactions. Jerry's tone of voice is always curious and inquisitive. From an action item standpoint, you should always be using a curious tone of voice in your persuasion interactions most of the time. This will set the perfect stage, even if you're dealing with someone angry. And if you want to see how that looks like, I encourage you to listen to the entrepreneurship game episode. It's way down below in my series. It was was the first episode that I released. And, of course, if you smile, this will be a lot easier. Always smile when you're negotiating. You will trigger positive emotions on the other side as well. But if you are in a field like real estate where there are so many negotiations back and forth, try to be adaptable and pick a style that will complement how your counterpart is communicating, either responding to a more assertive tone or they responding to a more friendly tone. So really try to understand how the other party is communicating and what they will respond to. This insight came from Annie Adinger in our real estate episode, which was, I think, episode number four. So check that out if you want to know more. Theme three, ask questions versus making statements when faced with objection or conflict. The key thing is showing the other party that you're collaborating to solve a problem together, not arguing or negotiating against each other. This is really important in conflict. In management consulting episodes, for example, we spoke about psychologically triggering this by pulling the chair to someone's side from in front of them if you're in a physical type of environment that allows this. With that, when asking questions, it's actually easier to make the matter seem like it's your counterpart's idea because this will make them feel like they have the power which will eventually make them more engaged and will facilitate their buy-in in the idea. And don't forget, just like we spoke about it in the law episode, arriving to a mediation is always better than burning bridges or cutting off the relationship or just like further going on with the conflict. From an action item standpoint, in management consulting episode, Rashi told us a really good question that you can ask when your counterpart is very resistant to change. Ask them, can I give you a small bite? And then can we reevaluate? Can I give you a demo? Or you can ask another powerful question, which is, what do you have to believe to be true to try this? Or for example, when the situation gets very intense and the other party is very angry, or they're just like, they're tapped out. What you can ask is, what's the most important thing to you that you walk away from this conversation, right? In HR consulting episode, we spoke about this. Or you can say, what's an area you think we can meet in the middle? Team four, audience first mindset. So you have to tailor your approach to what your counterpart cares about, not what you care about or not what you want to do. Because people care about what's in it for them. Think about yourself, right? You always care about when you hear something what's in it for me. Why should I do this? Why should I prove this? Why should I encourage this? Or why should I follow this? From an action item standpoint, if you're a salesperson or if you're sort of in this industry where you have to always sell something, right, even if you're not in sales, try personalizing your pitches to four different personality types. We spoke about what they are in the sales game episode, so go and check that out if you're interested. If you're in consulting or either tech consulting or management consulting, whatever that may be, do legwork beforehand, before your final conclusion and recommendation to understand people's motivations and fears. So meet them beforehand, give them a little bite of what's coming and then do the big reveal. Also another thing um, that's really important within this team is decreasing your self orientation. This is especially really important if you want to build trust and influence people and get buy-in. So really get the spotlight out from yourself and to the other party. If you're interested about this, go ahead and search the trust equation. It's, it's a really, really good framework for you to understand how to build trust trust-based relationships. This is also really important in real estate because usually if you have a client who's a buyer, usually a home has multiple offers. So that means you have competition. So in that case, really understanding what the seller is looking for. Are they really family oriented? Do they really give importance to cleaning? Just really tailor your approach with with what the seller is looking for. Team five, don't like it? Use yes and instead of no or I'm not sure. We spoke about this in the entrepreneurship game. People hate to be told that they're wrong or that their ideas are not good. If you don't think an idea is good or if if it feels like if the idea feels like stupid to you or just wrong, instead of saying, no, I'm not really sure, I don't think so, just say yes and. From an action item standpoint here, when someone tells you something, an idea or whatever, build on top of it. Get a piece of it that aligns with what you're thinking and suggest something on top of it versus disapproving their idea. Team six, be authentic to build trust and report. We spoke about this in the social media game. It's really important to connect people on a personal level and in order to do that, you need to tell stories, right? For example, Asia, she spoke about her troubles with feminine health and getting, getting intimate in a very unapologetic and in a very sort of authentic and vulnerable way. She told her story on TikTok that went viral. You we also spoke about this in entrepreneurship game. Jerry and his team talk about their struggles or challenges back in the day when they were students and finding a job. And this is how they connect with their audience because they're, now they're relatable to their audience. Now they show them a way of getting to where they are. They show their audience that we were here, we were in point A, and we went to point B. And you can do that too. And also in law game, we spoke about something similar. Convincing jury, Juliana, who is was a very seasoned lawyer, talked about how people respond to narratives. From an action item standpoint, yours your story of how you went from point A to point B to inspire people in joining you along the journey. This is really important. Show them how you changed. Show them the steps that they can do to change. Especially if you're a social media content creator, don't shy away from being vulnerable. Encourage other people to share their stories as well. Especially if you're in a situation where you're talking at them, not talking with them. So that's why this is so relevant for creators and, and digital nomads. Give your audience a platform to also share their stories and join you in the journey. Team seven, data is your friend. So again, we spoke about this in Startup Marketing Game where we saw that the team has done experimentation to pitch that influencer marketing is actually a very good idea. We also spoke about it in the law game where we said that it's really important to benchmark everything that you're asking for. And something really good that Juliana has said is something is reasonable if you can provide reasons for it. So from an action item standpoint, think about doing experiments and gathering proof that can support your case. Have your rationale ready and influencing people, having them trust you and persuading them will be a lot easier. Team eight, Try to get other people to vouch for you, right? We also spoke about this in um, startup marketing game. So someone like an influencer using a product, talking about its value, talking about its um, benefit, etc., unlocks a lot more value in terms of convincing the consumer than a brand promoting its own product. Because now you have this person who's vouching for your brand and then you have thousands people getting influenced by that and hence will be vouching for your product as well. Even if you're like trying to get a promotion or salary boost, it's important to start building those strategic relationships in the company with decision makers so that you have supporters that know you and want you to get promoted. So what's happening here, right? You're having other people vouching for you to get that promotion. From an action item standpoint, do good work, make a good product, Have a good idea and then think strategically about who can help you in reaching your goals. Team nine, simplify, simplify, simplify. This is especially true if you're in more of a technical field, right? You can't influence people if they don't understand you. People don't always know the nitty gritty details of your work or idea. In other words, they might not be speaking your language. And there's also a design and systems principle that i love that reflects this idea it's called kiss principle um some of you might know this so basically it reads as keep it simple stupid right kiss principle um it applies to everything because it's just so so crucial in getting people aligned with your idea getting people to follow you influencing people and persuading people from an action standpoint know who you're speaking to know your audience speak their language and simplify ideas in terms and in very simple terms that they can understand. As a software engineer, Mohammed Khan said in the software engineering game episode, if your idea is complex, translate it to a higher level problem, right? For example, he gave the the example of a Lambda function, something happening in the background. It's, that was very technical that I don't even remember now, but the higher level problem was the website wasn't loading because there was an authentication error. So. Anyone and everyone can understand this. Whereas if I tell you lambda function, if I tell you like X code, Y code, this bug, that bug, only a small amount of people can understand that. So really think about it and really think about how you can simplify your argument or your idea or your case to influence people. And last but not least, team 10. Everything is negotiable. So... These past 10 episodes, I've asked value creators from different industries, all these questions, all of these cases where they've negotiated, how did they overcome these very challenging situations with negotiation and persuasion, whether that was salary negotiations, whether that was contract negotiations, or feature prioritization, or convincing a customer, a consumer in an oversaturated market like TikTok. But the value creators showed you and hopefully now you're also inspired that actually everything is negotiable. If you have the right approach, right tone of voice, right body language, and if you're using the right words. From an action standpoint here, realize that you have value in what you bring to the table. A lot of us, me included, we have a lot of difficulty um, convincing ourselves, if you will, that we have value and we actually bring something to the table. So really figure out what that is. Believe in yourself and show the other person that you're capable of executing that thing that you're offering. And second, here, confidence sells. Confidence sells in every 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 situation. A lot of it is poison. I agree. Um, that will make you literally unlikable to the other party. But the sufficient amount of confidence is so key in getting you to unlock so much value and get what you want. This was it, y'all. These were the 10 most influential teams from the first 10 episodes of 100 Some Game. I really enjoyed doing this first solo episode. You'll see more solo episodes from me down in the line, down in my podcasting journey. Um, And a lot more episodes are coming where we'll be covering negotiation in different industries and persuasion. And I'm so excited to release them and to inspire you in your career and honestly, in your life. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll catch you in the next episode. All right, all right. I hope you took as much valuable information as I did and more. My name is Adele and you have listened to an episode from 100 Sub Game. You like it here? Go ahead and subscribe to 100 Sub Game on your preferred platform. While you're at it, I'd love to hear about what you're thinking of this podcast, any episode requests, or further feedback. It'll help me make this podcast better for you. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Peace.